Hey, Patrick. What? I thought of something funnier than 24. Let me hear it. 25. <laughs> the Max and Lou Show, episode number 25. Twenty-five. Yep. That's a that's a quarter to a hundred, dude. It is. It's a big quarter. Quarter. You know who's on the quarter? George Washington. Our man. I love George Washington. <laughs> With his wooden teeth, which weren't wooden, right? I guess. I think we should probably look that up. Yeah, I feel like that was something that we were misinformed of as kids. But I heard that recently that I don't believe they actually were wood. It was something else, right? It was like a myth. Because, like, I fully believe that he had his teeth replaced. Because, you know, back in the day. Well, Washington certainly suffered from dental problems and wore multiple sets of dentures composed of a variety of materials, including ivory, gold, lead, and human teeth. Wood was never used in Washington's dentures, Ooh. nor was it commonly employed by dentists in his era, so... I don't know who made up that myth. It's probably how they looked. But screw you. And if that truly is a myth and someone correctly debunked it, thank you. Yeah, right? They're teaching kids the wrong things. I'm pretty sure that's what I learned when I was in school. Yeah. I was, like, very young. You know how many cartoons, like, I bet, like, I bet, uh, school, not School Rock, what is it called? Uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they even have a little thing showing him have wooden teeth. But, you know, misinformation gets passed down. It happens. 25. We were both just age 25, too. That's true. Uh, I guess. If that's significant at all. <laughs> I mean, the next episode will be 26, and we were both 26. But, Fair. but no, 25, 25 is an important is the quarter century mark, though. That's the thing. Do you think we'll live to be 100 years old? Honestly, yeah. I think with I've, the way I've technology's just... going, I feel like... We might actually live to be much older than we could imagine. I mean, of course, it depends also on, like, I don't know, how we treat ourselves and stuff. Like, the fact that yeah. I smoke cigarettes does not help my case. But still, though, the, with, the, with the stuff that they're doing with stem cells now, it's like, do you That's know about true. the bio age? How they could test your biological age as compared to, like, your actual yeah, age? Yeah, yeah. They, like, do it off of, um, uh, shit, I think they test your cells or something like that. But, yeah, so, like, most people, because they're very unhealthy, are much older biologically than, like, you know, physically, I guess. I don't, I don't know what the, what the correct term no, is. No, I feel that. like it goes through a lot of things. It goes through physical health, which is important. It goes on your... How old do you think you are biologically? Oy, oy, oy. I'm probably older. I'm probably, like, 35. I don't think anybody that we know is younger. I guess that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone that we know is just, like... I don't like, know. What about, like... What about Skyler? Ooh, he might be somebody who's like pretty damn close. Like, I bet like if he does everything, it'll be like you are twenty two or you are twenty, <laughs> like based on your right? health. Does he still does he grow a beard still or no? He, he might he might just be like super young biologically. 
very, it's like, does, does he just, is he very clean shaven? I've never seen him with a beard. That's for sure. So, but, uh, who was it? I, I feel like it's uh, Kid Rock, if I'm not mistaken, who uh, gets like a blood transfusion like every couple months. I think, that, I think there's multiple people that do that. Yeah, that way he's just always, always cleansed. All like all of the bad things that he is doing that is killing his body, he just replaces. Oh, he just does it for the hell of it. Yeah. Well, no, because like I guess I don't know if it's his like drinking habits or whatever it might be, but because of getting the blood transfusion, it is it's healthier. It is. He's 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 flushing his system from all the toxins that he's putting in his body. Okay, I got something here. All right. It's the fairly odd parents. I know it for sure by the art. <laughs> there we go. Am I wrong? A hundred percent. That's the fairly that's odd it. parents. Yeah. And George Washington has wooden teeth. I'm Very sorry. I'm sorry to. Teeth. I didn't elaborate there for a minute. But George Washington in an episode of the Fairly Odd Parents here has most definitely got some wooden teeth going on. Oh no! Don't pull up any YouTube clips here. Don't do that. All right. Wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. <laughs> Timmy Turner. Um, so uh, talking about like old cartoons. This may not be a cartoon, but I do want to bring something up because I found this a little interesting. You remember Chicken Run? Yeah. It was that claymation chicken movie. Yeah, I remember it specifically because there was one point where like, I think I was sick or something and I stayed home from school for a few days. Um, vaguely remember this, but I do remember that like my dad rented movies for me and I was like at my grandma's house watching these movies, and one of them was Chicken Run, and one of them was Snow Day. Hey, it's a good one. Cuba Gooding Jr. That, those are just my memories of those movies. Oh, wait, Snow Day? I thought I said Snow Dogs. No, no Snow, Snow Day. Day. Snow Day's Snow the one where they're like playing video games in their igloo. Right? Yeah, yeah, like it's just a Snow Day. Yeah. I want to watch that. I haven't <laughs> seen that in a really long time. Like the bad guys, the plow. Like Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. They don't want him to come. Yes, that's such that a PG now. concept. It's it's so great. Funny. It is. It's fucking great. It's like recess the movie yeah. almost. Yeah. So why'd you bring up Chicken Run? So they're making a sequel. That one is savage. These chickens are like trying to escape, right? Yeah. They know what's going on? They find well, out what's going on. I don't even think they are trying. Oh yeah, because they they find out again they're getting turned into pies at the end, right? They're like something. Chicken, chicken I think, pot pie or whatever. I think they I think they they're on to it. But it's all about the one guy and I don't remember his name, but he he's the the daredevil chicken and he gets shot out of a cannon and lands in their chicken coop. What do you mean lands in their chicken coop? Like like he gets shot out of a cannon. He's like a circus chicken. You don't remember that? Yeah, but what do you mean he lands in their chicken like coop? Like sh he shoots him out of a cannon and they shoot him so far that like he lands in this chicken coop that's, like, he doesn't even know where he is, really, you know? He just got what? shot out of a cannon. Really? I'm almost positive that's how the movie starts. I'm and then to find he that. has to pretend that he can fly. Yeah, that was the whole concept, is that he can fly, because that's how he got in, and he lies the whole time. The chickens live in a farm run by the Tweeties. They try to escape, but are always caught. Frustrated at the minuscule and disciplining profits that the farm generates, Mrs. Tweety conceives an idea of converting the farm to automated, produ automated production. That is a nice a, way of saying turning the chickens auto, into... Pie. Automated. I'm sorry. Automated. Automated. 
automated production and having a pie machine in the barn in order to turn the chickens into meat pies. One day, Ginger, the leader of the chickens, observes a rooster named Rocky crash landing into the farm after being shot from a circus cannon. Ginger and the chickens hide him from the Tweeties. Ginger, interested in Rocky's flying abilities, begs him to help teach her and the chickens to fly. Yep. Rocky gives them training lessons in the meantime while Mr. Tweety builds the pie machine. Later, Rocky holds a party and Ginger insists he show them how to fly by the next day. All right, we don't. We, it's going to tell you the whole movie at this point. Yeah, it was getting to the end of that paragraph and I was going to stop, but yeah, I guess we get the point there. So... Yeah, so that was like, in a way, it was a classic as a kid. They think he can fly. They're fucking stupid. I mean, he's a bird. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> And I think he was a rooster or whatever. But yeah. anyway, it's kind of weird, because that's an old movie. That's probably a 2001, if, like, I don't, probably not older, but an old movie. Yeah, they're making a sequel, which is pretty interesting. But how? Well, you know, CGI, same way, claymation. What's the point, though? What's, what's the point of so many sequels? 2000, it came out. Um, well, let's bring up uh, Gerald. Oh, yeah, Gerald. Or Gerald? Ger oh, boy. Probably, I'm going to go with Gerald. I'm going with Gerald. <laughs> So we have a fan who uh, actually emailed us telling us that he likes the show, and he did give us a question. Our first legitimate, legitimate piece of stranger fan mail. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to read his entire email, but he does say that uh, in our past episode, we mentioned uh, not regretting things from your past. And he says that everyone has a life-changing experience that they wish they could go back and change, and they do regret uh, my question is, how is it possible to move forward from that and to not live in regret? Reread? Oh, boy. Oh, the la last, last... Yeah. So the question is, how is it possible to move forward from that and not live in regret? Like, the one thing which you do regret. How do you move past the one thing in your life that you do regret? Max, take it. Well, the fact is, you know, we're just 26-year-old kids, so take our advice with a grain we're of salt. We're not kids. We're 26-year-old uh, men. Men. <laughs> but, but we're 26. Know, we're, 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 at, at that. we're kids at heart in our brains, you know? But, like, we, we, we do talk about our concept of how we felt about it, that you shouldn't regret things. And I guess he's asking is how you do well, that. Well, we've had certain talks on the show about taking risks... And if you consider yourself a risk taker, which I feel like can stem to talking about regrets, and um, you know, we 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 kind of did just talk about the past in that last episode and letting it go. We had a whole episode called "No Consequences" exactly. about the way that we, as kids, lived our lives. Exactly, not to the extent of you know, like there is no consequences, but we yeah. went into depth about that about how yeah, we like just, what it's just a phrase we use and what it meant to us when we said yeah, it. like if we're gonna get hurt. Yeah. Fuck it, you know? No consequences. There's no reason to yeah. care, really. And if you do get hurt, then okay. Well, all right, you got hurt. Yeah, it's you'll like, heal. Life goes on. Exactly. Like, the best, the best way I can put it as far as not regretting your past, because it's all based on the individual. It's just your own mind and you telling yourself whether or not it is something that should have changed in your past. So, like, on a simple note, it's just trusting yourself. Like, like, there is a saying that I've heard that said that if you wrote a list of people that you trusted, would your own name be on that list? 
And that's extremely important because you think about trust, and it's hard for people to trust others. But it's extremely hard for you to trust your own judgment because that's, it's ever-changing, you know? Bush is with us, our co-star, as always. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just important to trust your own intuition and, uh, you know, not live in regret. It's the best way to put it. Like, I get, I get, I get where the question could be um, pointed at, though, being that you know there could be that one event that you know you might think changed your life for worse. I guess if it would be a, a, an event that you would regret, but at the same time, you kind of just have to um, come to terms with the fact that um, every event that has ever happened in your life is basically what makes you you and sets us all apart from each other is that, you know, we all have our own experiences and our own lives and it's up to you to look at things with a positive outlook. So, um, I would say that if there is one big thing in your life that you do regret, you kind of just have to own that thing and move on with it and tell yourself that this could be something that may have negative consequences, but it could also be something that has immense positive consequences. And really you don't know and, and you won't know um, until you, you move on and you see where life brings you. Um, there's no sense to dwell on these things, you know. At one point in your life you might have another experience that you could say, hey, you know, this might have happened because that experience happened. But again, no reason to dwell on these things because we live and learn. Um, finish off on that there's this one really good story and I wish I knew it knew it good enough to, to tell it well but it's in a Joe Rogan podcast if you could find the clip it would be great if anyone wants to look it up um, but it based basically a story about I think uh, like this 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 old uh, farmer or something like that who uh, um, his son like breaks his leg and people are like you know that's really unfortunate but the farmers just like maybe and um, the farmer loses all of his horses the one day. And all the people are like, man, that's really unfortunate that you lost all your horses. And he just says, maybe. And I, I really forget the whole, like, I know I'm telling it wrong, but the whole point of it was that you never know what's going to come from an event. You know, it's always a maybe. You know, just because something bad happened. Um, I think it was actually that something about the fact that, like, you know, his son broke his leg. And everyone thought um, that was bad, and he said maybe, and then the draft came for the war, and his son didn't have to go to war because he broke his leg. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's you, And that's something bad that something good came out of. You never really know where you're going to wind up from one situation. Yeah, it's fair. It's like the whole butterfly effect, like, you know, butterfly flapping its wings on one side of the planet causes a tsunami in the other. It's like you never really know these tiny events if it can actually lead to something greater than you think. It's about to rain here, guys. Rain hard. It's been like Florida weather here these last couple of days. <laughs> Very humid and, and uh, sporadic storms. But but yeah, that's that's the, our, our, our little bit of advice that we could give from yeah. our... our um, as far fra as... Frame of, frame, frame of reference. Yeah, as far as like immediate advice, the only thing I can like fully say is just you know wait because it depends on what you're talking about if you're thinking about something way far in the past it's a little different but it's very easy to regret something that had just happened or something relatively recent 
And if you compare that to something that had happened very bad in your life, or just relatively bad in the past, that you really wish didn't happen, but now you know, you're, you're 10 years down the line, and you're like, well, no, if that would have changed, then I wouldn't have like met these people, or went to this place, or uh, had the same interests that I had. Your or, whole life would be different, and you don't know if that would have been for better or worse. Yeah. You wouldn't have known yourself the same way. You know, it, the, the fact that you are reflecting on it and questioning if you regret it, it is important. It's important to have that self-reflection. But it's, not, uh, it's like you said. There's a difference between, like, constantly regretting. Like, that, that's dwelling on something, you know. But it, that's why we did say it is okay to regret something, but use that in a positive way. You know, say, like, okay, I'll make sure that I never do something like that again or, you know, live on that knowledge. Yeah, thanks, Gerald. Gerald, I'm so happy that you decided to email us. If you if you got you know anything else, feel like saying, feel free to shoot us another email. Yeah, and if anyone else wants us to to talk about something that you have on your mind, go ahead and just shoot us an email at maxandlou@gmail.com. We, we appreciate the feedback. I'm yeah, sorry 100%. to cut him off like that. Yeah, maxandlou@gmail.com. I mean, the email is usually in the description, <laughs> and it's not that hard. You know, we made it pretty pretty. Um, uh, blunt last time, so we don't have to get too into it, but it, it's right there. If you feel like, you, if you're listening to the show and you're hearing this right now, just take the extra five minutes, not even to click that and just ask something on your mind. Yeah, or or even if you don't have a question but you still want to talk, just like say, hey, good job. Like we said, say a, say, a, say a word, anything, and we're going to bring you up and talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, for the whole unit of language. But, uh, the one thing I want to... We were on topic with cartoons, in a sense. And I'm very excited about something, and I want you to know about it. Did you used to watch Magic School Bus? Yeah, in school. I was watching clips of it on YouTube a few weeks ago. Like, knowledge shit? Uh, not really. I was just, like, watching, like, old-ass cartoon clips on YouTube. Okay. It was in, like, a, it was in, like, a playlist of old uh, cartoons. Like, Recess came on. Johnny Bravo came cool. on. But yeah, Magic School Bus was in there. I was like, dude, this is some fucking trippy shit, bro. Well, uh, I, I liked Magic School Bus as a kid. Yeah, especially, like, they you had to watch it in school. So you ended up liking it a little bit. Dude, they turn into everything they learn about. It's fucking trippy, bro. Yeah, they go into bodies <laughs> yeah. and, like, yeah, it's... The so one episode I was watching was them, like, being, like, the precipitation cycle. So, like, they were, like, getting brought up into the clouds oh, to be turned God. into rain. And then they were going to rain. That's honestly terrifying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So I don't know it's how cool, they're going to do it or what it's they're going to do with That's, it. It's creative. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, why? Why are you bringing it up? They're making a live-action movie. What? A movie? And it's going to be a kid's movie, clearly. Uh, I'm excited because of who's playing Miss Frizzle because I know that she will kill it. That's her name. Uh, yeah, Miss Miss Frizzle. So, uh, do you know who Elizabeth Banks is? Nah. I'll show you a picture of her. She's in a lot of movies. When uh, is this? When is this supposed to be uh, hitting the theaters? This this will be filming a while. It. it was just announced that she's going to be Miss Frizzle. Miss <laughs> Frizzle. So no filming then. Not yet. No. Probably a couple of years. Everything. Yeah, I would I would give it. A year, maybe two years. Let's see this lady here. All right, so she doesn't have red hair. Ah, uh, but Does she Ms. can. Miss Frizzle have red hair. Yeah, or blonde? yeah, very like uh, usually. I think it's like an up. No, it changes all the time, doesn't it? Her hair is like as far as style meaning, but uh, but I don't know if you do recognize her from. I know she was like the judge in Pitch Perfect. She's in Wet Hot American Summer. Jeez, uh, I'm trying to think of movies that she's in. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Hunger Games. She plays like the 
the girl covered in makeup, who's like, why do you think she's gonna do a good job? If you if you've seen the movie that she the movies that she does, she has like a very energetic and like upbeat vibe to her, especially because she does do some you know like PG PG thirteen like silly stuff. And the way that her acting is done, I don't know. I think she would absolutely okay. kill it. Uh, I want to look up a picture of Miss Frizzle, honestly. Miss Frizzle and the Magic School Bus, right? Magic School Bus? Yeah, the Magic School Bus. Her name's Miss Valerie Frizzle. And she wears a purple jacket with uh, red hair. It's purple, right? Yeah, it has Blue? like... St- I think, I think every episode it has something different on it, but yeah, it's like planets. The sun, like a flowers, and her freaking green lizard friend. Yeah, she has like an iguana. Is it an iguana? I don't know, but he's the shit, bro. He's like the extra character there. <laughs> I think in the one episode, yeah, I, I think in the one clip I was watching too, Miss Frizzle was missing and they had to find her. I'm not surprised. The one episode I remember, and I don't remember his name, uh, the redhead kid with the glasses. What the hell is that? Huh? That fake Miss Frizzle next to Miss Frizzle. Where? The cartoon down. That. Oh, it's the it's the awful reboot. The awful reboot? There was an awful reboot? Yep. I had no idea. Wow. You can't talk I mean, to Miss Frizzle. I can't say it's awful, but I can say it, it looks awful. It looks like, like a web a web game, you know? <laughs> very, very cheesy. But uh, but I'm excited for it because there aren't enough educational. I'm, all right, I'm not saying there aren't enough, but it's cool to see a movie about like education and all no, that. If it's gonna hit the theaters, I get what you're saying. There is nothing. Uh, there is nothing like, like educationally inspiring in the movie theaters. Yeah, like really. for kids, it's always action. Yeah, it's even just, Dora. It's just I bet sh- Dora is full. You know, it's action. It's action just a genre. Comedy. Yeah, it's just a genre of of like action comedy. Uh, action, child, action, um, horror, whatever yeah. it is, or like you know, action sci-fi. Like it's yeah, usually yeah, you're, you're very and even right. if it's sci-fi and there's like you know, crazy like technology and shit like that in it's it. It's not like, really teaching you yeah, stuff. It's just it's, so, yeah, it's, it's really just, showing you shit that doesn't exist yet, even if it would ever exist. <laughs> so they can do whatever they want, you know. They could. I, I'm curious if it'll be multiple things. They could like, inspi- are they gonna go they in could space? Ins- are they, they gonna go in like, a body? I, are they, like, I get it. Movies do inspire generations and people, but. They could do much more with that to inspire people. If they made it, like, uh, if it was a live-action, like, TV show, I think that'd be smarter, because it it works episodically. Netflix. I could be wrong, but I think it is a Netflix movie. Netflix would have it on lock if they did hour-long episodes. They did one season with hour-long episodes to start. That would, they'd sell adults and kids. It could be PG-13, and they would sell it so hard. You know, it's true because and then they it's could about show demographic. And, and then they can show that in school. The people who used to watch it are not kids right now. Yeah. So. That, dude, well, this is what I talk about. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show. Maybe with Brandon. Because I've talked about it with him before. But we kind of live in a a time where, like, they're just they're selling on the salad nostalgia so hard. Oh, yeah. So hard. From, like, our generation up to, like, old older people, you know, in their, like, 60s and 70s. They're selling on nostalgia so hard nowadays. That's, and that's always been the thing, you know. Things come back in trend, but now it's like, you know, things never went out of trend for us. We've always been, like, longing for childhood again. No, it's true. There's not a lot of original stuff that really comes out anymore. Exactly. It's all just rehashes. 
remakes, reboots, Original remasters. stuff is hard anymore, too. It's like... Because then you're going to be considered ripping off something else. Yeah. I don't know. They do it too often, in my opinion. Because I bet right now, if we look up all of the top movies of last year, I bet, like, eight out of the top ten are not original movies. I bet they are all exactly. a sequel, a remake. Yeah. Even this year. This year, the top movie of the year is Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, dude, that's the thing with the Assassin's Creed games, like we just brought up in the last game, or last game, the last mm-hmm. show, is that, you know, they're just kind of using the title now as a selling as a selling point to get people to play their latest RPG game. And it's like, just fucking drop the title. Yeah, just make something unique. Like, Far Cry 6 was just announced. But it's, it's change. That's the thing. That's another thing. People are so scared of change and taking a chance on change, too, because once you put something new out there, you're taking a chance that people are going to want to go see it. It's going to take a while to build momentum. Yeah, at this point, the only way that something can be new is if someone very, you know, beloved makes it, you know? Like, uh... I don't know, like Rockstar, right? The guys who make uh, Grand Theft Auto. If they made a new game, which happened not too long ago with the first, well, now because they had Red Dead Revolver before Red Dead Redemption. But like Bully, Bully is a good example. When they made Bully, they were very lucky to be able to do that because people loved Rockstar and they believed it would be good. So they took a risk and they trusted it. Same thing with movies, you could say. Like, uh, I don't know. That's why Christopher Nolan, a lot of his movies are originals, because everyone likes him, so he can take that risk. Uh, James Cameron, you know, Avatar. Very. No one else could have done that, you know, with the type of money it would cost and all of that. People trusted him to make an original movie, which took, you know, 20-something years for the first one to come out. And it's already been how long? Second one's still not out yet. Comes out next year, though. Avatar 2. I've heard. Are you excited at all? Were you into that? Actually, I'm pretty sure there's a video game. Yeah, there's a PS3 game. It looks amazing. The top-down one? Oh, the new one coming out. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Where did yeah. I see it? I, wanna know where, I, I'm, I'm I don't think, think I've of... seen gameplay, so I haven't, look, I haven't seen it. Oh, when I was trying to find one of those... Um, leaked Assassin's Creed gameplay videos. Oh, you typed in like leaked game and like Avatar pop. No, up. it was just it I, like it was a video of some guy talking about Assassin's Creed, Avatar, and another game that are all coming out. And yeah, I was like, dude, that game looks it looks just like the movie, which makes sense because I mean the CGI for <laughs> excuse me. Whoa, I'm drinking soda. I don't normally do that, so quite gassy right now on the front end um but yeah like looked great from what i saw very curious unless he was showing a clip from the movie nah i'm seeing i'm seeing that this is definitely a game it says release date 2021 bro it's gonna be open world rpg and i'm not even gonna need the rest of the movies because i'm gonna have the game (laughs) (laughs) no it's pretty cool i didn't even know this was really happening but it says it is yeah, I mean, look at it, bro. It literally looks like any other RPG. You this know, he's got the bow. This is and actually not it. It's not it. That was the wrong one. But yeah, it's like, because I think that was the first game. There was a game that came out in the past. Avatar, yeah, this one. We're talking about Avatar, like James Cameron. Yeah, James not Cameron. Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> but the blue people. Avatar the game, so that's the PS3 one. Is that Dreams? Yeah, one of them is. That? Yeah. Wait, 
It says unofficial. Yep, Maiden Dreams right there. This is a, we're looking at a poster for Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> made in Dude, people dreams. people are making whatever they want. Remember we played that Inuyasha game in Dreams? That's going to be polished one day or, <laughs> one day sooner or later, even if I'm the one that has to do it. But yeah, it's like, th this is a prime example. A nobody couldn't have just made this movie and made this game. You need people to believe in you. Mm -hmm. and if you but if you're saying, hey, I'm going to make this sequel. It's all about reputation. Yeah, but if you're making a sequel, people don't really, it's like, okay, you know, we're not relying on you. We're relying on the product which you're backing up, which is something everyone loves. Boom, nostalgia. It's crazy because some movies now are going on 10 years with, with their... Some more. Yeah, like especially horror movies. Like how many how many Freddy movies are there? How many Halloween movies are there? Like And they just keep remaking them now too, and it's like That's the issue, is that it hit a point where it was like, okay, here's five and six and seven. Alright, Freddy versus Jason. It's like, okay, now let's just do Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's just start why over. Why are you like why are they remaking them? I don't even understand. Better quality that. and yeah, fanfare. People really like to see things they know. Yeah. Which is a little annoying, but at the well, same time... Well, I think time, that's the thing, is that more people are going to take a chance on something that they're familiar with. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I'm not saying that for sure, but okay. I was listening to a podcast recently where they were talking about how much, you know, um, momentum actually has to go into, like, rolling out a new television show or something like that. And if you, like, live in the city, you notice that for months prior to a new television show coming out, like a, a fall series... In June and July, you'll be seeing on buses and billboards and all this stuff, you know, said show airing on ABC in September. And that's all you're going to see all summer for them to get the momentum rolling. And then, you know, people are going to start watching it. They're going to start talking. You might have one or two, you know, upcoming actors in there that are familiar that you've seen somewhere else. So, like, that's that. That's kind of how they get yep. the ball rolling on something that's new. You know how but, often they'll have, like, a famous person on the cover and they're not even a main character. <laughs> they have like 15 minutes in the movie. It happens a lot. It's, and it's, it's, you know what? Like Deadpool 2 did it intentionally. But do you remember the Deadpool 2 trailer? How uh, he was, he, it's about him getting the X-Force together. And it's a bunch of superheroes who he's taking on his team. Have you seen Deadpool 2? I think so. so it's the X-Men one, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the first one has some X-Men in it, but it's... That's when he loses powers? Deadpool? Yeah. I think it's Wolverine. Wolverine loses his powers at one point, doesn't he? I don't remember. I don't think Deadpool... I don't think so. It's I could the be one wrong. with the fat kid. Yeah, yeah. That's the second one. The fire one. dude. Yeah, the fire kid. Uh, but yeah, so a small, a small like, plot, you know, whatever. I'm going to spoil something a little bit for Deadpool 2. But in the trailers, the whole thing is him getting his crew together. And it's all of these famous actors, too, like Terry Crews... You know, like, and who else? Uh, Bill Skazzard, who plays Pennywise. Domino, uh, I forgot her name, but she's in Atlanta. Um, I think, yeah, and, and Brad Pitt is playing the Invisible Man. And it's like, it's insane. And you're like, oh, this is going to be so cool. He gets the team together. They go on their mission, and they all die in, like, one minute. And yeah. they're never in the movie. It's literally, like, they're only in the movie for a couple of minutes, but they promoted the movie off of that. Which was intentional, but that's just, it just screams what is true. Now. You know, they, they just <laughs> needed the faces. Just, doesn't the one guy just get shot, like, right in the head or something? Yeah, just, yeah, one guy falls in, like, helicopter blades. The other guy gets, uh, a, a, a invisible man gets electrocuted. Well, and that's lines. how you see that it's Brad Pitt. He gets shocked, and you see his face. You're like, what? Like, Do they, they all got, jump in? They all die except Domino. But do they all jump in? 
Like, is that why? Because Invisible Man's flying in. They all, uh, oh, wow, the power just turned off. Just turned back on right now. In the house? Yeah, because that, that was just off. Holy shit, dude. I had no idea. Me either. Power just went out. You heard that, right? Yeah. I heard the air conditioner. Man, I, I, had, I had a video game on. I didn't say it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Thank goodness we don't do this on anything that's pl- like plugged in. Yeah, right? <laughs> See, this is this is the advantage of no, we recording just, mobile. We were just podcasting for like a solid 10 or 15 minutes without any power, bro. <laughs> that's what's Gucci about this. This so, world. Uh, just <laughs> talking about... Things that just can't die. Uh, the new Batman movie, it started filming again. Now that I guess quarantine is in a new zone, they started filming it in the UK. So, Robert Pattinson, here we come. Batman uh, Beyond. Dude, I wish. Oh, it's not? I don't think so. Oh, I thought it's Batman Beyond. That's the, that's the movie he's doing. No, I don't think it's Beyond. It's just yeah. Batman. No. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. Look it up. I mean, it's definitely not Batman Beyond. I thought it was Batman Beyond. I thought I read that. I thought we talked about this on the podcast. Nah, I didn't. Ah, no internet. Oh, the no internets. (laughs) You have to use your 4G. All right, but... Yeah, I don't think it's Batman Beyond. I'm not going to lie. He would pull off a good Terry, wouldn't he? Yeah. I can see that. But no, I'm pretty sure he is playing Bruce Wayne. But I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess with it that they're going to be merging this in Joker. That, like, the newest Joker. Universe-wise? Yeah. I could be wrong, because, you know, the new Suicide Squad is coming out, so I don't, I don't really know what's happening with all of that. It'll be really interesting. Okay, they... you're right, you're right. It's going to be called The Batman. The Batman. And then... Um, and there's another movie coming out. Another Justice League movie? Oh, um... This is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, I saw a trailer for that and I don't remember where. They're both coming out 2021. Yeah, um, Lex Luthor's in it again. I forgot who was like the new face. But that, yeah, that confuses me. Like, is Ben Affleck going to be in it? Are we going to have, like, multiple Batman in movies? Because that's, like, kind of weird. What is happening here? Who's the bad guy in their universe? Lex Luthor's, like, pretty much the main one. Oh, okay, that must be him. What? The bald guy? Yeah, this shit's going so slow right now. Yeah, I bet, like, uh, Two-Face... Uh, nah, they're not going to bring that up yet, because Two-Face Type is Justice more League. Batman. That's up yet, because this Can't. is going slow. It's Fuck. not. We're in we're in the Twilight Zone right now, guys. You're here with us, though. But look, you can see him in the background there. He looks like Thanos. I'm like, who? See him standing on the back? left? No, he's standing in the back on the very. Oh yeah, 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 on the very left. That's that's either Bane or Husk, and I think that's a cartoon movie. No, that's that's the poster for this movie. Look, and that's Superman up close on the next picture. It's not loading. It's not Bane. All right, that's not it. It's either. It, I don't think it's Hush. I don't know. I don't think it's Lex though. Lex is a puny little white bald guy, not a brolic eight foot tall monster. Lex Luthor's not big? Nah, Lex Luthor, have you seen Justice League? No, uh, 
Dawn of Justice, the Superman versus Batman. Have you seen that movie? Is that a no? No. <laughs> well, yeah. So Who he's the, the main is villain. This in guy. There. Let me see. I don't know too much DC, but this shit looks savage, bro. What is going on here? I seen Superman movies. I seen uh, it's Wonder Woman, right? I seen Wonder Woman movies. Yeah. Is this the Flash from the television? No, the Flash from the TV show is not the same as in the movies. And then I never seen Poseidon, but I heard that's good. Aquaman? Yeah. I watched <laughs> yeah, that. Is that who it is? Uh, yeah, it's Aquaman, uh, Cyborg. He doesn't have his own movie. Oh, that's Cyborg? From like, right. from like Cyborg. Like... From Teen Titans, yeah. Shit. Because uh, he is in the Justice League. It's like a. Is that in, in Teen Titans that he even gets brought up that he's a part of the Justice League? Yeah, Wonder Woman, <laughs> The Flash, Batman, Green Lantern is going to yeah. be in it. This Ryan dude just Reynolds. looks like Thanos. Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern? No. Definitely not. <laughs> it does look like Thanos, like a, a like a Mayan version of Thanos. Oh my God! Is that Mister Martian or whatever his name is? Yep, that top, the guy in the top right. You remember in like the cartoons, he's like green. He's I think green. Yeah, I think his name's Mister Martian. That sounds so stupid, but I think I'm right. Ah, oh, the internet's still down. This sucks. But, um, I was going to bring something up. Oh, yeah, the new Shazam. Following the death of Superman and Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, Batman and Wonder Woman recruit the Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg to form the Justice League and protect the world from Steppenwolf and his army of parademons who seek the three mother boxes. And that's the plot for the first Justice League. No, that's this one. Oh. Well, spoilers. Yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League. I mean, it's the premise. If you're a fan you and you saw the first one, you should know that this one's about. I guess. You know? But uh, Do you know who Steppenwolf is? Steppenwolf? He's the bad guy. In the new one? No. I'm, I'm a Marvel dude. I know, I know some Batman villains, like Husk. Like, Husk is such a cool idea of a villain, and he's so... He's really cool. I'm surprised I never utilized him in any movies yet. Why is Superman even on the fucking poster of this thing if he's dead? Because he's probably not dead. You know, you know how movies go. Like, they would actually kill Superman in a DC universe. And they don't bring up this Martian guy or the Green Lantern. I bet Shazam's going to be in it, too. You think so? That movie was great. But, again, while we're talking about things that won't die... I want to talk about a subject that we rarely talk about on the podcast that I think we should go more into sometimes. I don't, I don't really know how to. We're going to have to figure this out. But music. Because I've been listening to a lot of music from the 70s and 80s for the last couple of days. Yeah, we talked a little bit because, uh, you know, Louie knows this about me. I'm not a big uh, music person. I don't, in my free time, I don't really put on music in the background. Uh, I don't even play music in the car, really. I put on, like, podcasts usually. That's so funny because I've told people that, too. I'm like, Max doesn't listen to music. Yeah. He just, like, listens to podcasts. But I love music, but it's not something I do in my free time. That is usually something for me that's when you're with people. See, but I'm glad we're talking about this now, and I'm glad you're saying that because 
We're rolling the ball on music here. Yeah, and I feel like that's good. There's different reasons to listen to music. If you just listen to music all the time, you're going to get sick of it, especially yeah. if you listen to the same music all the time. I mean, I'm sure there's rare cases, and you can listen to the same music all day, every day. But, like, it gets to a point where it's numbing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you you question, do I like this song now? You know, it's like you put it on so many times. Like the music that I've been listening to specifically, the stuff that is from the 60s and 70s and 80s that, you know, certain radio stations play all day, every day. And when you, you work with certain people or when you work in certain places, that is the only station that's going to be on for... The bone. For, for the last 20 years of that business. Yeah. Let alone, you know, the last... Or 34 years it's been being played. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 99.9. The Hawk. Okay. Ah! Oh, I wish I did that better. But when you do that, it gets boring, you know? And like when I first started getting exposed to that, I was like, I like this music. You know, it's pretty good. I never really listened to it a lot. It was stuff my parents listened to. And I never really got into it. But because it was such, I guess, a big part of my childhood, played a lot of it in Guitar Hero, then started just hearing other people's parents listening to it and being a teenager and, you know, being stubborn and wanting my own views and my own music and all that shit, like, and then realizing that, like, don't get me wrong, like, there's cool old dudes, but, like, mostly old-ass, miserable dudes <laughs> listen to this shit all day, every day. Like, the radio specifically, too. Like, get off the fucking radio, like... Diversify yourself. Yeah. But Sit in silence sometimes. Exactly. My, uh, it's great music. It is fucking amazing music. I love that. That That is really good music from those times. And I'm talking like, especially The Rock. That's that's what yeah. I've been listening to is The Rock. So like, I'll, I'm just going to shoot out a few that like, you know, I like and probably the ones you're thinking of. Simple ones, but like ACDC, Motley Crue, uh, Rolling Stones. Uh, I don't even know. They're all good. Or, or some ones that, that you like right now. Some, some uh, I'm listening, listening to some Led Zeppelin, right. Guns N' Roses. Um, there's a phenomenal band called Yes, if you've never heard of them. and they, they You've heard some of their songs. Owner of a Lonely Heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of it's really fucking good music, but when it's on the radio all the time, everywhere you go, you don't want to hear that shit. But like, if you play music and you appreciate music and... You actually quiet your mind sometimes, and you know that there's a time and a place for everything. Some of that shit's great, you know? And see, it's interesting, in my opinion, especially our age group, which is not to talk bad about the older generation, but we are way more open to music. Uh, and I've tried with, uh, and I'm not even talking just to my parents, I've tried with a lot of people trying to, you know, broaden horizons, be like, okay, you don't like rap, understandable, you're not into that, but now we go to other topics, you know, it's like, you don't like any type of, any type of electronic music, and it's like, because that, that's a very broad spectrum, that's like saying you don't like, you know, if you're saying you don't like rock, that means you don't like anything with guitar, you know, it's like, it's a, there, there's a lot, there's so much music out there that people are close-minded to they're like no i just don't like this kind of music i prefer this and today there's so much of a mend of things too so much of a mesh of you know what what, what really is style today you know because so much stuff meshes and mends yeah it's like i don't know like in, indie rock had to be created because you couldn't call it rock anymore exactly that's what i mean you know and like you just have all of these different types of bands making new age music but and they incorporate, you know, older sounds and stuff. 
I can't stand the stuff on the radio, really, because I feel like the stuff on the radio is... So, I work for someone who's very into classical music, and he showed me... Um, like classical or well, classic rock? Classic music. Classic rock specifically, but okay. even like jazz and, you know, softer stuff. Just classic music. Stuff from the 60s, 70s, 80s. Stuff that someone who was born in the 50s would have grown up with. Okay. You know, not our stuff. I thought you meant like classical. Well, like, you know, like I'm Mozart sure he, he does like, do that when there's... Okay, maybe right. not that, but... Yeah, yeah, like symphonies and stuff like that. Because, yo, that shit's fire. <laughs> no, it, yeah. And like, he's got a music room and everything and a really nice sound system. So sometimes... He likes to show me some music, and sometimes it's stuff that I've heard. Sometimes, you know, it might be new stuff, but a lot of it's older genre music. And one thing that I've noticed specifically about, like, music that's made today and music that was made, I don't know, maybe, like, 20-plus years ago, I feel like 20 years ago is the mark. And the farther back you go, the more genuine the music gets. The more, the best word I could describe it is full. The music was so much more full of, I guess, sound, emotion, even, I guess, like, bass and, like, multiple instruments and stuff like that, and dynamic. Dynamic is a really good word. Nowadays, all the music is just, like, the, it's the same, and it's plain. Well, it's, the, it's, they need a catchy beat. It's plain as fuck. They need, like, they need, they need it to be catchy, and if it's not catchy. And that's catchy, the thing, like, I feel like the music that all those old heads listen to... Yeah, that music gets tiresome, but it's so fucking good and rich that you can listen to it so fucking long and it it it, it be okay. Like a lot of the stuff that I listen to, like like on BPM for example, not the bashed BPM, but a lot of the hits that come out on those stations are songs that like, you know, they come on the radio, you listen to them for for a couple weeks and then you're like, "All right, I could live without this song." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it gets tiresome. It or, really like, does. you know, you wait, you just, you know, you hear the catchy part, you hear it go once, and you're like, okay, the rest of the song is just going to do the same thing for the next two exactly. minutes. Exactly. So then you hit exactly. next. So, like, you get this effect when you listen to music. And this is, like, proven science, too. When you listen to music, you know, it's going to affect chemicals in your brain. You get energy sometimes when you listen to music. You can feel the emotion through music. You can get sad, you can get happy, you can get energized, whatever it may be. You can get angry. So, Helps you fall asleep. Exactly. Well, depending on the music, but I'm just playing some death metal. So when, when you listen to music on the radio today, certain songs, and it's not every song, but certain songs, you know, um, you're going to listen to them. You're going to get that chemical reaction to it in your brain. And then after you listen to that song so many times in a week and then so many times in a month, it, that, that reaction is going to go away and you're going to get very bored of that song. But like I said, I feel like with the older music, it's you're less susceptible to that because it's just it's so much more full and and like energetic and emotional. I don't know. It's also just a chance that it's something that you really like. That is true too. That is true too. Because like and and I think I I think that you are pretty open to music. But like I'm you, open. You're a fan of things that people usually aren't a fan of. And I, I, I've heard people tell me that I'm very diverse musically. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing. You you had a moment where you were very into screamo, which a lot of people would never touch. A lot of like, you know, and that's the thing is the type of people that wouldn't touch that are usually into softer type stuff. In my opinion, would be like country, which you also love, and then or maybe those people wouldn't want to listen to like techno. And by techno, I mean like eight minutes long, no words, just a beat, and that's like your favorite 
shit, you know? It's like, so you're very broad with your... But I think it's something that comes back to, like, people having to, like, work on themselves to be more open in, in general. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's the whole thing. And I'll get, like, 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 I feel like this is me, like, getting there. Like, there's got to be genres that I would listen to and I wouldn't necessarily want to be listening to, but I feel like I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? I'll get there at some point in my life where, like, that'll be my, my, my genre kick. You know what I mean? I mean, like, opera, probably. Do you like opera? No, that's the one which, like, I like classical and I don't mind country, but when you put on opera, it's like, you know, some of it's good. Don't get me wrong. There's hits. What would you, there are good ones. What would you consider Joe and Beth? What? Joan Beth? Joe and Beth. I don't know who that is. The video you sent me. Oh, Beth Hart? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, Beth Hart. Oh, I don't know. She's what would you consider that kind of music? It's uh, like it's like I would, blues. It's like soft rock. No, I'd call it blues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, her voice though is not the just typical female blues. She she you know what I mean? She's very like it's she like has belting. that rasp. She like melts. Yeah. She's. I don't, uh, and do you know how that happened? I'm gonna bring this up real quick for anyone who likes uh, classic rock. Uh, Joe Bonamassa ended up going to Amsterdam on a tour, and just by a coincidence. Beth Hart was there doing a concert, and he was like, hey, do you want to come on stage and have, like, a big session? Do you want to do a concert? They said yes, and that was it. It was not, like, some, it wasn't a tour they were on. So these songs are, like, my favorite songs. An amazing band with an amazing guitarist with that voice. It's so good. So I, I recommend, if anyone wants to look up uh, Beth Hart and Joe Bonamassa. It's funny because this all happened the other night. I was upstairs in my room. Um, listening to music, and I guess Max was downstairs in his room listening to music, and he decided to check the Max and Lou at gmail.com email, <laughs> and we had our infamous email from Gerald. Not infamous. Like, infamous means bad. Oh. <laughs> no, it does it? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Inf infamous is like a, like a lawbreaker. I'm, like <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we have our, our, uh, our writer on the show here to correct my grammar. So our famous <laughs> yeah. and much... Waited for email from Gerald. Yeah, it all um, comes back. He sends me. He sends me this text that we got our first piece of fan mail, and um, we start talking about it over text message. And then you sent me a song you were listening to. Yeah, I was, was. I was like, I was like, by the way, Infected Mushroom is some good music to listen to, but classic rock has it on lock. And then and, the song, and then you said Black Betty. Oh yeah, I sent you Black Betty by. Uh, and then I said Ray Wayward Jam. Son. Wayward Son. Yeah, carry carry on. Yeah, carry on. It's, so the funny thing is, I've never, and I, I, I think I told you that, but I never knew the name of that song. I know it, and I know some of the lyrics. It's like, don't you cry no more. Yeah. All right, I know that. I never knew the name of the song, never knew the name of the band. So you sent it to me. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to listen to something that I hear. I'm like, what? I've never known the name. Just, it's always on, you know? That's something that's on the radio. And then you sent me, what's his name? Joe what? Joe Bonamassa? Was that him? Yeah, well, you sent me him and Beth. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even remember what the song was. It was... Um, oh, something about her being blind. Oh, I, I'd rather be blind, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'd rather be a blind woman or something like that. Yeah, it's a... But, uh, it's good. When I told you... Like, dude, <laughs> she kills it. Do you have a new invention? Yeah. All right, let's go into that segment. All right, uh, this is new invention. New invention. 
All right, Max, what's the new invention for this week? So this week we have a thing called the free pen, but spelled with a PH because they're cool like that. Free. Free pen. P-H-R-E-E? -E yes. Pen. So the free pen. Uh, the best way I can describe this is like a stylus. You ever see those pads where people draw for their computer? You know, they, they can, you can physically draw a digital painting. Yeah, or you I'm can sure, write I, notes. I'm, I'm a sure pad. a lot of people know what we're talking about here. Okay. So they pretty much uh, created a pen which no longer needs the surface, and you can connect it to anything. So it's actually just like a freehand pen that you can write on your leg or on a couch or on a table, wherever you are, and you can either draw or write notes on your tablet, on your phone, on your computer, as long as it can have Bluetooth, because it connects to Bluetooth on the pen. That sounds amazing. So it's good for a lot of interesting reasons. One, and this is my favorite reason, so I'm gonna go right into it, is passwords, because it's your own handwriting. It's your exact handwriting to get of whatever word you want to get into your device. That's pretty damn flawless, you know? Uh, and that, I don't know, just cool. Like when the eye stuff existed, like the face recognition for phones, yeah. stuff like that. When it's more than just a word and it's like you, exactly, like the fingerprint scanners, things like, like that. It's like personal data recognition. That's the best way I could describe it. Yeah, exactly. It. Because no one else is going to write the same exact way that you write. Yeah. It's almost like a fingerprint of yours. Yeah, I would like, I'd like to fingerprint. Test... Fingerprint is like a good metaphorical word, right? Yeah. That's, 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 that's yeah. that metaphor. And, and I'm pretty sure people even say like, like writing is its own fingerprint. Absolutely. Like you can find out if this is the same person if they even if it doesn't look the same it's about how you write you know because it's not like every time you write the same word it looks exactly the same anyway uh cool parts about it for one it's compatible with vr so you can draw in a vr space like you can use i don't know how if there, what programs are allowed with this but that seems pretty damn cool that's um integrative is that the word uh no it's integrating that's the word. I, I think it's, uh, uh, I know the word you're looking it's in, for. No, it's integrating. They're integrating it. Well, yeah, they're, they're integrating, integrating everything. They're integrating right, yeah. it all into that virtual world that we're, we're moving into. I was just going to use the word inventive. It's very, like, it's exploratory, you know, because it's, it's a, lot, a lot of cool things that they're getting into. Uh, That's so cool. So, like, if you're in VR and you're using this pen, you can see what you're drawing in VR. Yeah. Depending on which programs you're using, mm -hmm. obviously. And you can write it on any surface. You can do it kind of, if you have a portable VR oh, headset. Oh, so if you have a VR headset on, like, I have a drafting desk here in the studio. That's what my, my like, desk is in my office, the studio we use. So if I had, like, a portable VR headset, for example, I could clear off this entire drafting desk and use the free pen to just draw on my desk. 100%, or you could just do it on your leg right now. Or I could just do it on the floor. You can do it wherever you want. On the wall. Yeah, it's like, but whatever's most comfortable is pretty much what you can say. Them showing the leg is probably just making a point, but on a desk would make the most sense because it's a flat surface that you could be control your hand on. But uh, it's pretty good, and I think the one thing I like most about it is the price. It's not awful. The last thing we talked about was yeah, very expensive. Maybe it's because <laughs> of the Teltec that I'm so, you know, like, Oh, uh, okay. now, now I remember what it was and why I wrote it down, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but what's this? Uh, it's $250. So the fact is... Lower price range? Yeah, and you know, it's new. Who knows? I'm sure. Give it, give if it a you little put bit. It, if you put this pen to, to, to your food and it told you what it was in, I could see why it might be a thousand more dollars. But yeah. 250 and, is a good price range for I what saw, it does. I saw two prices. This was the higher one. The other one was like, like 190 or something. But 
don't, I don't know, maybe the other one was after tax or maybe it was not converted from euros. And again, give this five years, you're going to be finding these things on the internet for like 20 bucks. You know what I mean? I mean, in maybe like a decade or so, yeah. They're just but like, I'm saying, you give go. it time, you know? That's true. It's just rolling fast, too. Like those Bluetooth headphones I was telling you about now. I need Blue- one. Bluetooth headphones are getting very cheap and affordable for a decent pair. You don't have to go with, you know, one of the latest name brands. Yeah, as long as it works well, you know? For you, too, you know? Because wires are kind of frustrating. I like, like, you know this, I have a, I have a Bluetooth hat. It's like a little beanie. I love that because it's wireless. It surprisingly is very loud. And I kind of like it because it doesn't completely drown out outside noise. And, you know, it's just safer that way. Because, <laughs> like, I, I, like, longboard while I have it on, things like that. Oh, so you have, oh, yeah, because you bought these. Yes, so, I bought these from CVS. So, I like, Bluetooth. Red, I must need to charge it. Yeah, they're Bluetooth. You hear it? It, just, yeah. like, it connects to your phone instantly when you take it out. You could use one at a time if you want. This is the case. I'm holding the case in my hand right now, and the, the, the headphones kind of just magnetize into it. Unfortunately, there's no cover to cover them, but they sit in there pretty well, like deeper than flush. If you know what flush means, it's not like even with the case. So they're in there decently well, and then it's got a very short USB attachment to it because oh. the case charges the headphones. You're supposed to get up to like 25 hours out of these. You get five hours in one charge, and then you just pop them back in this case. It charges it, see? And then you're supposed to get another charge after it's full. All right, cool. And how how much is decent. it? These these are the thirty the thirty dollars I think twenty five dollars something like that. Yo, thirty dollar Bluetooth headphones. This is a double fif- new invention. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're talking about a new invention or a new invention. But uh, uh, for, then fifty dollars they have another pair. But this is what I was trying to tell you about. You want to plug them? They are do, called the doing Go the, Air. The free pen. J Lab. I think it's, I don't know, J-Lab Go Air? Yeah, I think that's the new model. Is The smaller model is the Go Air because there's a, there's a bigger model, like I said. 20 hours of playtime is actually really good. My headphones are important, like, like especially for, thi- for this right now. You know, this is important to bring up because this is something that is audio, audio dependent. And um, if you're not listening to this in your car right now or you're not listening to it in your, in like your phone just blaring it out, you probably have headphones in. So... And, and you yeah, wires can be a hassle as well, right? Yeah, it is decent with bass. It's really good. Um, there's three modes to them, and like I said, you can wear them for a long time, and it doesn't really, the sound doesn't hurt your ears. It kind of just like, it feels good. I like them. That's good. Yeah, because like I know what you're saying that if there's something really loud, it actually does hurt your eardrums sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like depending on what you're listening. I to. still have to compare them to my old, my good old wired ones here. See how how much the, there actually is a difference in the in the bass, and I feel like these ones might pop more because of the power of the wire, but just with how those other ones are designed, if you like look at them, you could see like, it, oh shit, I'm sorry. I'm knocking everything over. <laughs> like that whole back thing right there is just like a little little woofer, you know what I mean? Okay, and it's not like heavy or anything? No, the only problem I have is like typical problems with headphones, so I had to put the very smallest buds on them, and the left one stays in, but the right one keeps falling out, and it just it doesn't stay in my so, ear. So and I put think, a one size bigger in that. I'm gonna try that <laughs> because I think my ear is like misshapen or some shit. So we'll see. I'm sorry for knocking your things over. No, it's whatever. Oh, I had to pick my thing over. 
So, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, new inventions. New inventions. You get your, um, your um, what get, is it called? Your uh, the, the free Go. pen. Yeah, your JLab Go earbuds, your free pen, uh, free pen to write wherever the hell you are, whenever you are. And get yourself just a, a, just VR a little VR headset. And all three of those things and you're good to go. Yeah, and you have a phone, so all, all the rest of it goes together. Be a CVS. CVS? All right, cool. All right, so uh, and there was different models too. Like there was other ones that like were like you know the the blue Bluetooth ones that are connected and they hang on your neck. All right, yeah, I know. Like, like connected ones, that, like they have fat ones as well. The big ones. Maybe, but there's a bunch of different models there. I I kind of just want to go back to look at them. I just had to jump on something the one day. You just needed something. Yeah, it was on my way to work. All right. Um. New invention. Go get it. Plural. Inventions. <laughs> All right. So you want to bring up something. Is it me bringing up our last segment? It must be. Is it? I don't know. Oh, you were just saying there was something I had to have wanted <laughs> to be getting off my chest. Yeah, what is it, Max? Uh, you know, uh, I'll get into it in the, the unit of language. <laughs> look into the words we use and the power they can hold join us in unit of language so <laughs> there's uh there's something that i need to get off my chest not really but uh the word of the week is envy and it's a kind of a powerful word it can bring up things to and guys understand there's a difference between envy and jealousy and we we've had to learn a little carefully about it because, and what was it? Do you remember it? Yeah. When you envy someone, you want something that they have. Okay. But when you are jealous of someone, you are worried that they are going to take something that you have. Or already have it. But yeah. So it's, that's a very interesting thing. So not... They are different emotions. Yeah. And they, they're very, completely, like one, I, okay, well, we don't need to get into both, because what we're talking about is, is envy. envy. Max, I want to ask you, what's one thing that you think you envy of somebody else? Because I feel like envy is a very um, egotistical emotion. Yeah. It's, it it it's is a... directly related to wanting something that somebody else has, but let's, let, let's rewind for a minute here. <laughs> Do you consider envy to necessarily be a bad emotion, or well, does it? Uh, okay. Or would you? Or would you? Like or would most you? Emotions. Or would you? Or would you lean more towards the fact that it's about the intent you're putting on the envy? I think. I think at a base level, it's not a good thing to feel. Because you could envy somebody to want to be better than oh, them, absolutely. or but you like, can envy somebody. To be as good as them. Yeah, like... To be like them. Because there, there's a difference between, like, taking their spot. Like, you're trying to take... Like, okay, like, uh, kind of how like, the jealousy is. is they envy, have something Is you envy want. supposed to be bad? Mm -hmm. Is it supposed to be a negative emotion? I don't think... It's just an if emotion. you envy it's somebody... Just, it's just when you want something that someone else has. And that's not even... Okay. You know, it could be physical. It could be a job. It could just be the simple idea of happiness, uh, carefreeness, maybe, like... 
you know, they have a nice family and maybe like, you know, you're, you're seeing how are they so perfect? How do they have that? So that like, would be like envy. So like people that walk around and they're very chill and stress-free. Someone with anxiety could look at them and envy their nature. Exactly. So like I could say like I envy people that, you know, are more laid back than I am. Sure. Just like that. But who just knows? Like me, that. It could be the other way around too. It's like, And I don't mean more... it in a bad way. Yeah, I just yeah. said I wish I was more laid back. Wish you worried a little less. Yeah. So, so I guess what? You asked me what's the one thing I envy? Well, is there anything? Is there anything Could you I think envy? of anything that you envy or have ever, ever envied of somebody? Uh, of like a person. Because I envy success, but I feel like I envy success in a way where if I see someone who's successful and they're humble and kind-hearted, you know, I aspire to be that yeah. way but See, if i envy somebody who is successful and they're just rotten and an asshole and they're a dick to people then you know i envy them to be better than them as yeah. opposed to be aspire to be them i guess no okay i can you get what i'm saying yeah i do i, don't I think know if I, it right. I think success is like that, that's something that people can see you know if you're looking at whether it's I don't know, you could honestly just say like a celebrity or something and be like, wow, they kind of have it. You know, it's like they can do whatever they want and all of this. And you envy, envy. I guess like you could even say money, you know? It's like sometimes like to not have to worry about money, which is a big worry of life, you know? So I think I would say, yeah, some, sometimes that's... Uh, it's yeah, never... I, guess, I guess it comes down to what a, you have to pick something to specifically envy. You can't yeah. say that you envy successful someone who's successful. There has to be a reason about exactly it. Exactly, what's successful about yeah. them. So like, know? I'm not going to lie, like, like if someone if someone, a... if, so, if someone doesn't have money and they have an extremely healthy love life yeah you know that then you could consider that being successful uh, someone True. That, that's successful or you can that even you envy. or you can say that they're not but you still envy the way they're like a relationship he has you know it's like yeah it, so envy is very specific too yeah like uh it's it could be you know it could be overarching about something overarching i guess but um it could also be just a very very simple thing i don't want to know, you, know what you, you can envy. Be, you can be envious of like a like a house be like, I wish I could live in this exact house. Yes. I wish I had this property, yes. but he has it. You don't know this person. You'll never know that person, but you're like, but I want that property. Yeah, that's envy. A hundred percent. You envy that. Okay, cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like, I like, you know, I hope people are thinking about this in different perspectives like we are, because this is putting things into perspective for me, and I've never really used the word envy before. Yeah, have like you used just, have you used it? Like I mean, yeah, because I've I've thought that's why like I specifically in in literature have you used it? Have I used it? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because uh, I don't think about it. Because like, I never, and, I've and, never used, I never really use it. If you've even used it once or twice in one of I your stories, I might have used envious as, like one time, but I, I don't know. It's a good. I can only think of one story where I might have. But um, like I know of it. It's funny because I know of the word Who's because envy? of the movie. Envy is one of uh, the... Isaac? Yeah, yeah. He's one of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> Envy is... Oh, there you go. It's clearly a negative thing if it's one of the seven deadly sins. So wait, it's supposed to be negative? Yeah. You're not supposed to envy things. You're not supposed oh. to want... Like, you're not supposed to look at others oh, with envy. Oh, envy is a sin. Mm-hmm. Well, 
It's supposed to be a Yeah, synth. it's like, oh no, where like we just start melting. It's like, that makes sense though. No, it does. You're because it's it it's leads about, to ego. Yeah, it's about it self love. At least you know? it's tainting your ego. Yeah. But that's crazy. Just feeling envy is you shouldn't. Doesn't that well, change it a little you bit? You should keep it in check, I guess. <laughs> yeah, or it's what you do with that. Can you, you can... list the other sins, just so I know for future reference? Oh, boy. Okay, so we got... Well, I should be writing them as words that we'll talk about later, honestly. But what do we got? We got lust. Can you just look it up? Sure. Lust. What yeah. is that noise? Your guitar. Fix oh. it. It's because I'm doing this. Oh, Okay. <laughs> It's going to be falling soon, I bet. Yeah. Okay. Um, the only, all right. Ones I can think of at the top of my head are lust, what, gluttony. Lust, gluttony, envy, greed. Yeah, greed's one of them. That's, that's uh, all I got. Greed was um, in my head when we started talking about envy. Because greed, greed's the one that I really remember the most. He drops the money, right, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the video game called The Binding of Isaac, by the way. I don't know if many of you have ever heard of it or play it. It's a pretty cool uh, dungeon crawler type um, overhead style dun- game. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's actually a really fun game, yeah. and it's surprisingly it. knowledgeable. You know, it teaches you things about religion, but in a very grotesque way. That's <laughs> crazy. That game is so fucking dark. And health. There's so many, like, like diseases, and, like, yeah. just so many weird things in this game. But anyway, you know, like, it's where... I have the memory of them. But okay, so there's pride, which is interesting. You're not supposed to feel <gasps> pride about yourself. Wow. You're not supposed to feel up about yourself. It's like you're not better than others. Well, you know? too proud, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like these are all things you're supposed to keep in check, you know? Envy. Gluttony. What's gluttony? Uh, eating out of, like, anything but survival, I guess. Like, just because you, you... Okay. Yeah, it's like... Like overconsumption. Yeah. Overindulging. Yes. Greed. Lust. Sloth. Which is lazy, pretty much laziness. Uh, and wrath. Wrath is like destruction? Yeah. Just like, uh, yeah, just like, I guess like anger, like, like hate. I don't know. Actually, what is the exact definition of wrath? I want to know what the difference between lust and Extreme anger. Extreme anger. That's wrath. What's the difference between lust and envy? Lust is like having sex out of pleasure of sex. You know, it's like you. It's like you. You crave sex. You know. Look up the word lust. A little. Uh... Very strong sexual desire. That's what the word lust means. Yeah. What the fuck? Compared to envy, which is a feeling of resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. They say you can lust for someone and and or you can love someone. And or? <laughs> I heard the and or. It's yeah. like, you can do both. Yeah. Well, like... I guess, like, I don't know if there is any saying behind that, but there's lust and love. There is. You know? And you got you got to be able to tell those two apart. I feel like when you're very young, oh, lust, yeah. lust is lust oh, puppy is puppy love. Puppy love lust, is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> lust lust is like blind love, <laughs> or is it the other way around? Young love, blind lust. Young love, you know, just like your was it Bruno Mars? Just some some sorry. 
But yeah. um, we got there from Envy. Yeah. So. So, well, now that everyone here, in case you forgot, Envy isn't apparently a good thing, and we're all going to hell. Because, <laughs> like, can you not be envious of others? Is that really so bad? Is that something that should be considered that bad? I don't know. It all depends on your frame of reference, your, your intent on the envy, I well, guess. I guess. That's why intent, I brought it up. That's but, why but I brought, I, brought, the brought weird thing the is beginning. that it's not even about the intent. The, like, yes, it's very clear that if, like, you are envious of someone having this thing, so you steal it or something, you know? It's like if you're that envious of something, very different, you know? It's like if, if, if you're trying to ruin them in a sense. If you're if using you envy, it as a, if like, you motivation, envy, if you envy for all the right reasons, then you envy on. Yeah, it's like envy people, on. Like, can you can? Is what would be the other word if you look up to someone? Like, wouldn't you envy their you their aspire. work? Aspire, I guess. Right. Well, I guess because yeah, envy is yeah. It's it's about being resentful in a sense. It's not because there's you can look up to it. In a way, so maybe I don't envy people. Well, with I don't even money. know what aspire means. Aspire honestly. to them, I just, you know? know, I just know you aspire to be people. Well, can you look up that word? Aspire. aspire. We're going deep into the into the unit of language at the end of this one, so it's all, it's all good though. This is a good way to end. Direct one's hopes or ambitions toward achieving something. Okay, so I guess aspire comes from envy. Yeah. If it's, well, a good, if, it's a good, if it's good about, envy. You aspire. That's weird. If it's good envy. Yeah. If you envy somebody that you want to be like, then, then you, you will aspire. aspire. Then you will aspire. What does inspire mean? When you... Look it up. When you aspire someone else. That's inspiring. Look it up. That's kind of... <laughs> so, to be inspired by somebody, inspire is something that other people do. Right? To fill someone with the urge or ability to do or feel something, especially creatively. You inspire me. I'm pretty sure, like, I aspire you, you know, and no, then you, you would be like, you're inspiring me, you know, would that make sense? I think you, it's relatively the same You concept. inspire me to aspire to be like you. Sure. That's the way it goes, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the way it goes. Welcome to the unit of language. <laughs> you inspire me to aspire to be <laughs> like you. And it's all out of envy because you're such a successful fuck. <laughs> you completely fictional character who we're both talking to. I'm talking about Max. Oh, yeah, From the Max sure. and Lou show. He's got it all. Oh, no. I'm blushing. So, what, where do we go from here? <laughs> this is it. Um, I think this is the end of the show. Yeah, I just don't remember how we usually wrap it up. Uh, email us. Email us. Um, we really appreciate that first piece of fan mail, for real. Um, yeah, thank you, girl. Like, it was kind of, like, silly and giggly when we first got it, but, like, you were at our the same first, time. You were the first person who we do not personally know to have messaged us, so it's interesting that someone, you know, that we don't know. For real. So, Gerald, if you're listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hope that we went into your... Um, your email as best as we could. Yeah, yeah. We, um, if it wasn't enough, we apologize, but we had to do you justice and talk about it anyway. Yep. So, so uh, on that uh, note, uh, uh, credit to Jess Smith for the intro. Uh, as always, that dope intro. Absolutely. And email us at maxandluceshow at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yep. And um, you'll hear from us again soon. Sayonara. Godspeed. <laughs>